a listener production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast, the Yulikut Woolen clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. Hello. Hi. Where you were looking somewhere else. I was, sorry. What There's were you a lot going on out there? <laughs> I sit on the side that like looks yes. out to Mandy. And yes, you do. Mandy's not distracting me. It's not you, Mandy. It's there's just a lot. Of so in the in studio that we're in, we're in the SCA building. Well, yeah. the listener building is yeah. the SCA building. And yeah. so they also record radio shows in here. And I get so yeah. easily distracted. And yeah. I also rely on people's body language. So if I say something and then I'm like, was it funny? I'll like look out to see if Mandy thinks it's funny. And it's a bit, and then Mandy might be doing something else. And I'm like, oh no. Anyway, so I face the wall yes. or our screen. You face, you face Mandy and yeah. everyone else that's walking past the studio. And I'm usually fine. Now, before we get into today's episode, we have got a kick update for everyone because we have just dropped two more weekly masterclasses today. Now, with our masterclasses, Mm -hmm. we are for Feb dropping new classes every single week, which is really exciting. If you want a little bit more motivation or try some new classes, they are our on-demand five to 30-minute style workouts designed to fit into your everyday. And we know how busy life can get, so that's why we have classes from all the way from 5, 10, 15, 20 to 30 minutes long. So if you can only squeeze in five or 10 minutes, you can get a mini done. And often we use the minis as a way of like kickstarting motivation as well. We might have more time, but our brains are saying, oh, maybe like I can't be bothered today. It's like all you can be bothered is like, okay, I'll do five minutes. And yeah. then once you start doing it, you feel good. And then exactly. you're like, okay, I'll do, I'll do. I mean, now. Yeah, exactly. So we hope you guys enjoy these new masterclasses from Brooke, Leo, Lawsy, you've got some new treadmill ones coming too. Yes. And Kika all through the month of February. Okay, Laws. Yes. I've been dying to tell you something for quite some time now, but I thought I'd save it for the pod and then I'm not going to lie, I kind of forgot for a little bit and then I remembered again. So (laughs) I'm finally going to tell you what happened on New Year's Eve. And you almost told me, you were like, guess what? And then you said, I'm holding it for the podcast. And And I said, oh, what is our friendship becoming? I was like, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. I know. But then I quickly looked at Josh and I was like, "Um, I'm going to talk about on the podcast. (gasps) This is when Josh had a heart attack. He was like, on the podcast? What are you talking about? Anyway, just so everyone knows, he knows this is happening. It's okay. New Year's Eve was awesome. It was so fun. But I knew that I was going to be the one getting up early. So I went to bed about one-ish. Got woken up at 3.30 when Josh came to bed. I was like, thanks. Now I'm going to be up in a couple of hours because Harvey's awake. So get in bed and sh- shut up. Go to sleep. Anyway, he went to sleep. I woke up about an hour later to hear this trickling noise in the room. I thought because we had both Ari and Josh's dad's dog, Archie, in the room with us that one of the dogs was weeing in the room. On the carpet? So I quickly turned on the light and I'm like, Josh, 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 because it sounded like it was on his side of the bed. So I was like, get the dog off the carpet. And I turn and it's Josh standing there next to the bed, (laughs) peeing on the floor onto a pillow. Yeah, I know, I know. Standing there, right? And I'm like, oh my God. And he's looking over his shoulder while he's still peeing. Like a heavy stream, mind you. Like 
a heavy stream and he's looking at me over his shoulder. He says, what? And I'm like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm peeing. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm peeing. And he just wasn't, it's like he wasn't coming to. And then he looks down, realises where he is, had a little bit of a chuckle to himself, like quickly tries to stop, but he'd literally done like a whole wee by this point. (laughs) Runs to the bathroom. Next minute, Archie gets off the dog bed and goes... And throws up. So it's like 4.30 in the morning. There's freaking human piss next to the bed. And now dog vomit next to the bed. So and Josh I'm like, is oh weeing in the bedroom. God. He weed in the bedroom. And the funniest part about this, because at the time I was like just angry because I was like, my sleep has been ruined. I'm getting up in like an hour. Um, and he was like patting his own wee with like toilet paper and like pissing himself, like laughing. Anyway, the next morning, I just couldn't wait to tell everyone because he's got a really close friend who is like renowned for this. Like they do it almost every time they drink and go to sleep. Like I'm talking, I've, I know at least 10 of the stories. So like it's a lot, right? And apparently it's more common than you might think. But Josh has always hung so much shit on him because it's never happened to Josh <laughs> up until now. And he's now like mortified, but I think also okay with it because... He just thinks it's funny. But, like, because he's such a clean freak, it was just so funny to, like, revisit. What was his body language while he was peeing? Like, Completely was he, like, relaxed. Just like, like he was just on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. So what he'd said to me <laughs> is he thought I'd opened the, like, decking door, like, because there's a door, an outside door right near the bedroom. In his dream, he'd got up out of bed, for some reason not gone to the bathroom, <laughs> but gone to the outside <laughs> bit and was peeing, like, off the deck onto the grass. And that's what he thought I was, he was doing. So when I was saying what are you doing? He was like, I'm peeing. It's fine. <laughs> because he was like literally sleeping. And like I sleep weed when I was like seven and like would imagine myself. It's like if I went to bed and I really needed to go to the toilet or whatever, I might've had a dream that I'd actually got out of bed and gone to the toilet. And then as soon as I started weeing, I realized I was still in bed. Like that happened to me when I was a kid. Doesn't happen to me as an adult. I've only heard of it from guys <laughs> until Mandy <laughs> spoke to oh. me the other day and said, look, if you're going to, Shame Josh for it. I feel like I need to tell my own story. So, Mandy, please explain. Yeah, so as soon as Steph said, this is what Josh did, like, let's tell it on the podcast, I was like, oh, my God, I've done this before. And it was it literally when it happened, it happened probably five years ago, and I couldn't tell this story. I'm a very open person. I'll tell you anything. Mm. I could not tell this story for like six months because I was just so mortified. <laughs> and I was just like, I couldn't come to terms with it. So after a big night, my husband and I were in bed yeah. and it actually was the next morning. I didn't know any of it went on. Yeah. And the next morning <laughs> I wake up, whatever, I'm pottering around the house and then I go to like put something away and I open my jeans drawer and my jeans are wet. And I'm like, <laughs> hell, where's this water coming from? So I'm checking and it's the bottom drawer. So I was like, <laughs> why is there water in the bottom drawer? <laughs> anyway, Mike. Mike is my your husband, husband sorry, yes. My husband, he goes... Oh, yeah, I saw you sitting <laughs> in it in the middle of the night last night. How big is your drawer? I was like, what? It was just, it's like a big um, chest oh, of drawers Oh, you popped thing. a squat on your jeans. <laughs> I said, I what? And he's like, yeah, you were sitting. I, I called out your name. Like, what are you doing? And you just looked at me confused and then you <laughs> stood up. So he reckons he saw me. He woke up in the middle of the night, saw me sitting in my jeans, <laughs> with my pants down. And then 
He said I stood up and went to the toilet and then, like, flushed and whatever and went back to bed. <laughs> like, nothing had happened. And I was like, you were telling me that I pissed in my jeans drawer and you didn't even think to tell me <laughs> until I heard <laughs> So you only knew, so did you not, could it smell or not? No, luckily I'm very hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> just, I was mortified. I was like, how, how did you not pull me up? But he was like, oh, because he had had a few drinks too, so he was kind of half out, out of it. Sleep oh my god! So I have a friend that did that. See, it's common. He was a male, male, and he weed into. He's like, please, someone tell me if another female. Story. <laughs> he weed into his now wife's the middle drawer, which yeah. is her active wear drawer, and he weed into it. Oh! And he's done that twice. And the the time before that, he's he had to leave for work, and he was trying to work out why the drawer was um, was wet. And I think he was still living at home, and his mum was like trying to work it out too. And then she called him, and she was like, "Guess what it was?" Oh, <laughs> no. I can't believe this. See, I have weed myself before, but I was awake because I have really bad. <laughs> So don't say never ever done it. I myself 50 times in my life. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, I was actually my like, oh, my God. God. Like, the funniest stories I've heard is one from the friend that we know. I'm not going to name names, but he's told it to Like, enough people know. His ex-partner knew this about him, and he'd come home from a big night, and she said to him, please go to the bathroom <laughs> before you come to bed. He said, no, it's fine. I, I, I don't need to go. I've been. It's fine. And about an hour later, as he's spooning her, Oh, <laughs> he weighs himself in the bed, all up her back. Oh, like just mortifying. Oh, and it would have gone through the mattress <laughs> unless they had a mattress protector. Hopefully, but anyway, it's very common, very common, but um, hilarious and also at the time not hilarious. I was like, you're interrupting my sleep. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Effie, we have to talk about something, mm-hmm. and I'm just so frustrated that yeah. we're still in this time having this conversation. Yeah, I know. Talking about people's bodies all the time and it is the centre of conversation so often mm-hmm. that takes away from the amazing work that people do mm-hmm. and it is also obviously extremely problematic in terms of how people can feel about themselves because unfortunately even though you know our worth has nothing to do with what our body looks like, we are still made to believe mm. that it matters and that the way that our body looks is something that we need to care about. And, you know, we it's about how we feel. It's not about how we look. Mm. But it's just, it is so crazy that it, in this time in the world it is still the centre of so much media and conversation. Yeah, and I think it's, it's 100% super frustrating. And I think what's incredibly sad is for anyone in the media, whether you're a news reporter, whether you're a musician, like any kind of public figure at all, it's still something that they have to, I suppose, consider in entering the industry, which is just so messed up because it just absolutely should not matter what they look like. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, people still hold anyone that they see on their screens for some reason or another to this certain account or pedestal or an idea of what someone should look like. And it's just so unfair. A hundred percent. And I think too, especially... In terms of the media, I mean, what we've seen, there's been two instances that we really wanted to talk about. One being Yelena Jokic mm. with the tennis, yeah. which has obviously just passed. And then also what's recently happened with Sam Smith. So yeah. firstly with Yelena. So Yelena is an incredible 
person. She had an, an amazing career as a tennis player. She's now a commentator. She's extremely qualified as a commentator. She's mm. First of all, she's really funny. Mm. She's great at her job. She has left the sport kind of recently-ish, so she's she's just like the perfect person to be a commentator mm. at the Australian Open or whatever else she's doing it and speak about the tennis and interview the players. She's a great interviewer. Mm-hmm. However, the conversation in the media is not around... How good of a job how she's good, doing. Exactly right. Yeah. It is about what her body looks like. And the most, sorry, I'm going to say it's fucked thing, yeah. is that Yelena last year went through a really, really hard time yeah. where she almost took her own life because of where her mental health was at. Mm-hmm. And so for her to come back and take her power back, and, you know, she, as she's spoken about, she was taking it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. She's come back. She's doing the commentating. Mm-hmm. And people are still commenting mm. on her body because they are, people think like, oh, she, when she was 16 or whenever she was an athlete, and she, she used to look athlete, like this training every and now she day. looks different yeah. and I'm not okay with that. So it's like for Yelena, first of all, and, and this is very, I think also for a lot of women in the media, mm. it's like you've got to be good at your job, mm. right? You've got to be, the way you speak, you have to be able to articulate yourself really, really well. Mm-hmm. You have to prepare for your interview, mm. do the research, you have to make the guests feel comfortable or whatever you're doing. You have to do all this preparation work plus all the work that goes into it yeah. beforehand. And then another thing that we have to think about is kind of this like unspoken thing on the JD of mm. being a presenter and in the media is what your body has to look like. Mm. And people sit at home and they think like that if someone is on their screen that does not fit this mould, yeah. as you were saying, it's like they have to talk about it and it's yeah. not okay for them. Yeah. And it's like for women, we objectify them yeah. and we have to think about them as this object, like they have to be sexual or whatever it might be. Or it's like it, then they can't do that job, mm. which is just, it is. I'm just so sick of it. And I think too, it's like the same thing how we think about our bodies as trends, right? Our bodies are not trends. Our bodies are our bodies. Like they're at home. They're, mm. they're where we live, right? We can't change them. And the fact that we are still in this time thinking like with, with trends, like, you know, there was a time when like, you know, the, the Kardashians came through. So it was like the kind of Kate Moss and then it went into the Kardashian type body type. And it's yeah. like our bodies are our bodies. Yeah. Like we don't need to change them to be a trend. And I think I just, uh, the media in particular, it's like, and even like a lot of the, I know that there's one particular brand that a lot of, news readers will wear and presenters will wear and that brand only goes up to a size 12 Mm. to 14 Mm. and that is ridiculous and it's just it is so infuriating that this this incredible woman that is has done so much in her life and her weight has nothing to do with her worth Mm. and that is all people are speaking about oh it's incredibly unfair and it's not even it's it's just the fact that our weight fluctuates over our lifetime but also by the weeks and the months and it's just like that extra added pressure of you know you might have been going through something really stressful in life someone might have you might have lost weight because of going through that and then people are going to start picking up on it the unfortunate thing Mm. is more often than not when especially with women when you lose weight it's like you start getting this positive commentary and it's like you have no idea what's happened for this weight to come off and it can like spark such unhealthy patterns and unhealthy thoughts. And then the other way, you she might be, the, which she she's open about, right? But she might be living like the healthiest life ever. Anyone, when I say she, not just talking about Elena, but like anyone could be living the healthiest life ever and be their happiest. But that might mean that they they've put on weight from what you had seen them in the past. And that doesn't mean that they're now unhealthy. Like it's just so ridiculous. We need to take take away this idea that there is only one look to being healthy Mm. because healthy just means so many different things and it's whatever it means to you is what's important. 
And yeah, I completely agree. And I think for anything, I think anyone listening that has any little ones in their life, like, and I'm not talking your own kids, definitely talking your own kids, but if you don't have kids, I'm talking like younger cousins or people like friends around you that might be super young. It's so important to lead by example and to stop saying this stuff when you're watching the TV around them because that is how we are going to be able to change it, hopefully. Mm. You know, like, as we've kind of said at the start of this segment, it's so unfortunate it's still around, but the only way it's going to change is by not setting that example to younger people, not making comments about the way people look when they're sitting around, because then it's just normalising that conversation. So, yeah, I just think that it's it's so unfortunate. A hundred percent. And I, I completely agree. I think it's it's definitely there's the piece in the media, which is obviously what we see and we look at and yeah. we can't, uh, uh, we, I mean, you can avoid it, but also uh, a lot of us have smartphones. It's kind of hard now to not, you know, do our work and our jobs without them. Yeah. So it is really, really hard to avoid, but I completely agree with you that in our own personal lives, it is so true how often, and if you just check yourself for one week yeah. and think about how often you go to comment on someone's body or mm-hmm. think about someone's body, and you're exactly right. Like for me, when, I have, when I'm severely anxious and stressed, I usually lose a tiny bit of weight. Yeah. So if people then say, oh, you look so good, yeah. that's validating. And also for me, because and, I mean, you're, you're the same with mm. your um, past experience with binge eating. And for me, it's kind of just, I just had horrible eating habits mm. and with not eating enough, enough of people commenting on your body if mm. you've lost weight because you're anxious or you're stressed or whatever, that can bring back those, totally. oh, people are saying I look really good. Mm. So maybe I have to stay, this is how I'm validated to them. This is how I'm good enough to them. So mm. I need to stay in this body. Mm. But it's absolutely not the case at all. Mm. And we, yeah, we have to be so conscious with our friends and talking about it, and especially in front of kids, because kids especially... If they are told one thing when they're, you know, when you're, t- everyone can remember a comment that's been made about their body mm-hmm. when they are younger mm-hmm. and it sticks with you forever and it is so hard to let it go. So it is so important. The other thing we wanted to chat about is Jamila Jamil, who does incredible work. Yeah. Highly recommend following her if you're not already. And what I wanted to read was a post that she did around all of the commentary mm. on Sam Smith. So Sam Smith has brought out a new music video, which is just a joy. To watch. It is fantastic. They are so talented. And there has been a lot of commentary around the way, Sam, again, it is not about their song. It is not about how talented they are. It is about their body. Mm. And what Jamila wrote was, people were okay with Sam Smith having curves when they were singing about being sad and lonely, but happy, confident and thriving Sam Smith is sending people over the edge. We have known for years that there are severe body image issues in the LGBTQI plus community. And yet in 2023, people from within that very community even jump at the chance to shame anyone who challenges the status quo. What threatens you about proof that you can be loved and love yourself without a slightly pointless eight pack? Mm. I thought that was I just, so well written. Uh, exactly right. Yeah. And it is, it is so true. Mm. is that when we think of someone that's thriving, it's like something, they're happy. They it's like they yeah. have to be skinny. Yeah. That is, it is just so, yeah. it has nothing, our bodies have nothing to do with how, and obviously at Kick, we, what we are all about is, mm. you know, moving your body to feel good for you, eating well to feel good for you. That is really important. Looking at after our health is really, really important. But everybody's version of healthy is different to them. Mm. And the other thing as well is you never know what someone is going through. There are so many reasons other than what people are eating and how they, how much they move or they don't move that our bodies can look different ways. And it is so important to accept that. And yeah, just stop talking about people's bodies and focus on more important things. 
I've got a movie, a random movie. Now, I have to say, I have to put a warning before this movie. It's a bit, it is a horror thriller, which is not me. Wow. I know, it's a bit bizarre that I'm recommending this, but I am someone who can't get through horror and thrillers, but I got through this. I don't know why I said it like that. Because I'm really busting to go to the bathroom, but we shall continue. I thought you were struggling because you were like nervous. Oh, no. So it's called The Menu. Have you heard of it? Yeah. All these it looks very so scary. Rich Why in people. the world would you watch that? Like uh, I am even scared to watch. I don't know. That. I, I, I don't like know. I I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, you know what's really it? funny? Did the you watch it? Or did it? you? Were no, you no, no, I watched the whole thing. No, no, no. no I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't doing anxiety cleaning. I was watching. Dalton hadn't seen any preview of it. The right. trailer. I'd seen the right. trailer, so I knew it was a scary movie. Very interesting. He thought it was like about because uh, he's obsessed with cooking and, and food, chefs yeah. and stuff. So he thought it was about like. Just Some like chef. behind the scenes of this amazing chef's restaurant. Oh, my God. And as it started to get a bit thrillerish, he was mm. like, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? What? Like, how did you not know this? Anyway, so basically all of these, except there's one person that goes that isn't a part of the group, but the whole group, these super, super rich people that go over to this restaurant mm-hmm. and they don't appreciate anything. Yeah, okay. And they expect everyone to do everything for them. And yeah. basically a lot of them aren't like very nice people. Yeah, they're entitled nice. bananas. Yeah, or pricks, sure. Anyway, so they go over and you will, it's a thriller from there. I'm not going to say anything else because yeah. I don't want to ruin it, but it is at the cinemas. It would be a good movie to see at the cinemas or you can, if you have a Disney Plus subscription, this is not an ad because we were going to buy it on like Google, yeah. I don't know, whatever. And then it was actually, it's just on Disney Plus for free oh, if, okay. you, if you remember of that. So if you want to watch it, yeah, that's where you can watch it. Okay. It is quite good. I can't believe you were recommending that. So you actually, by the end of it, you were like, okay, that was There good. was a few bits that I was like, this is just a bit too much for me. Okay. But I did enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, maybe I will watch it then. Yeah. If you go through it, I, I can go through, through it. it. Yeah, yeah, you can. You okay, can. cool, cool, cool. What have you got? Mine is Pamela, A Love Story, her documentary <gasps> with Netflix. Yes. Good. Is it good? So why you said the new one is because there was a show on Netflix called Pammy and It was Tommy. actually on Disney. It was on Disney Plus, yeah. sorry. Not Netflix. Um, Pammy and Tommy, which was a show about her life, which at the time I watched and I enjoyed it. However, Pamela was not happy about it because she actually didn't want the show to go ahead. And I have two thoughts on that. I think there's totally fair. What she shared back then was because anytime someone's talking to the sex tape that got, you know, stolen from their house and released and everything like that, it's obviously horrible to relive that for herself. Mm. However, I'm also having a second thought Obviously, she's released a book now and a Netflix documentary herself. So I think she was just upset, which is totally fair. That she couldn't that make money. It was her story it was and her someone story. else made money from exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Someone else released something before she could again and she didn't make money from it. Anyway, if you didn't watch the TV show and you might... I did not. Well, you should watch the documentary because... I will. I will say, after watching the documentary, mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job in the show of like actually making sure that it was a a really horrible thing that happened to them and, like, showing those kind of aspects of it. Like, they didn't glamorize it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she's a really interesting person, and I really loved learning more and more. In her documentary, she shares, like, a lot of journal clippings and stuff as well. She kept journals her entire life, so it's really interesting to, like, uh-huh. see what she ended and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I really recommend it. If you have any interest at all in, like, going back in time and seeing what it was like from Pamela's point of view going through everything that she did, um, I 
found it really Good interesting one. to watch. I'm going to watch it. Well, I actually went to watch it mm. last weekend, but oh. it was it was just a preview. Yeah, was, yeah, no, it only came out like yeah. But I, I've, Netflix has never done that to me. Dalton and I were like, we should watch this, and then it was like played for 30 seconds, and I was like, yeah. what? And then it was like, oh, coming out in seven days. I was like, this is this is a joke. <laughs> I don't mind that. But anyway, I will watch that. Thank you for recommending. You're welcome. All right, and that is all we have time for today. We'll be back in your ears very soon. If you want to hear or see more of us, you can head to Keep a Cleaner on Instagram or Laura.Henshaw, Steph Clay-Smith. If you want to learn more about Kick or sign up, we have a seven-day free trial. You can go to keepacleaner.com or you can download the app on the Apple Store or Google Play Store. We are also on TikTok and we will be back. So we'll be back. Chat to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.